Warning! Warning! This episode contains swearing. So, if you don't like words any stronger than... Spanner! Or... Ragamuffin! Then maybe this podcast isn't for you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to series two, episode three of the Behind the Metal podcast with me, Dean Smith. And me, Gary Damer. Um, you might have noticed something a little bit different. Heavy breathing. Heavy Probably breathing. Mind you, that's not that out of the ordinary, is it? <laughs> no, not when you've got your trousers down, anyway. <laughs> record. Um, but we're going to give you a little bonus today. A little bonus jog cast, I'm going to call it. Nice. I like it. Um, just as we're plodding the streets here in uh, sunny Berry. Okay, Dean, so on this uh, jog cast, yeah. I'm going to take you on a 10-miler um, round Berra. Lovely. It's a nice little run. Um, we go around Burr's Country Park, which apparently is like a world-famous caravan park. People come from all over the, I'm going to say world. City. <laughs> yeah, city <laughs> to go to uh, this caravan park. Um, and then we go up and down Ramsbottom Lines, which I believe was an old train track. And people come from all over the city. <laughs> to go on the trains. <laughs> um, so that's the route. Nice. It, wa- it was nice when we set off on it, but it just started spitting a little bit. Yeah. But and, uh, I'm, we'll stick a tweet out with a picture, dear listener, of what we are wearing. Oh, we look like right <laughs> <laughs> Because what we've done is... Oh, well, I went for a 5k run the other day when we thought about doing this as a little uh, bonus podcast. And then, I, so I took my headphones and my microphone, went out for a run, and I came home and listened to it back, and you couldn't hear anything but wind yeah. and cars, and it just never crossed my mind, those kind of things. So, we've gone... <laughs> high-tech as <laughs> fuck. We've gone high-tech. I've spent about £25 on cotton wool balls to cover the microphone. We've got headbands on to keep the earphones in. <laughs> um, we like, I brought yeah. some pegs from home. Yeah, we've got washing pegs and hair bubbles. Everything keeping it all in together. Yeah. Uh, and in, in total, we look a right pair of Oh, yeah. Nothing changes, really. So, this is the... Uh, the sacrifice that we're making for you, dear listeners. But the idea was, um, take the podcast out with you for a run. Yeah. And you can come and run with us. You don't have to run 10 miles. You can split it up and do, you know, five miles if you want and listen to half of it and then the rest while you're cooling down or whatever. Yeah. But this is the idea anyway. I hope our heavy breathing <laughs> isn't too distracting. And the clip clatter of uh, microphone on skin. Hopefully it doesn't put you off your... Uh, Microphone on washing pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done this one before, haven't we? We did when we were training for Madrid, I think we did this. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a nice route because it's quiet, it's off the roads, and um, it's a bit of countryside in yeah. the middle of Berry, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's nice. I like something to look at me. Yeah. And what, I, what always makes me feel good as well on this route is, there's always other runners yeah. and, and cyclists. It's a big cycle path as well, this Rami Lines. You're the biggest cycle path I've ever met. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He doesn't lose it, even while he's out jogging, <laughs> with his headband on. Incessant. <laughs> um, so it, it always spurs me on that bit extra that other people are out, you know, doing it with us. It's yeah, good. a bit of that camaraderie again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like waving to people. Oh, there's a big hole in the road here. There is, yeah. What's that about? I don't know. Gas mains. I thought that was just you. Brave. <laughs> Breathing. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, 10 miles, how do you feel about 10 miles then, is that? It's, it seems like a lot today. It, um, yeah, I mean, we covered it on the last podcast, I think, where I said that I'd started running. Um, and I have done. Started my training, started doing all those bits and bobs. Um, but I've not really progressed above a six miler. So last time I run this, anything like this distance, oh. I was a marathon. That was the footpath I was going to take us on. That's closed. Are we going through the fire station here? No, I don't think so. We'll soon find out. I'll ask this guy. Is there any other way to get through there, or is it? Oh, is it? All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, man. Oh, that's a good start. We got lost already. Yeah, at least he didn't call the police because <laughs> of how we look. The fashion police. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry, go on, mate. Um, yeah, so I started training, um, but since then, I've had an awful lot of different events that I've had to go to. Started two different jobs, which has been good fun, um, but is usually followed by pub sessions. So these are all excuses, but uh, they have led to me uh, not doing so much. So 10 miles, yeah, like I said, it is the last time I ran anything like 10 miles was the Marathon Madrid. So I'm feeling uh, a little bit scared by it, but... Uh, See what happens today. Eh? Yeah, because I know we've done, we've both done six now, haven't we? We've both yeah. gone up to ten k's uh, in this this chapter of training. And I was thinking before, like six to ten is quite a big leap, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's uh, what is it, sixty percent more? It is a big leap. Yeah. But I think, again, I think deep down we are probably. We've got that little base fitness that could carry us around. Yeah. And we, we said that to ourselves, we're gonna go slow anyway. Yeah. So we can have a chat and enjoy it. Yeah. But I think, well, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, it should be, yeah. And if not, find out, uh, if not, I reckon we'll get a few more listeners if <laughs> TV's Dean Smith collapses on, in the middle of a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, if I, if, right. if, if we're live streaming we my go. death, then we should get at least three new listeners, I think. Yeah. The, the, the listenership would definitely... Oh no, can you get through there? Oh man. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, let's go back up that way then. <laughs> the first job cast is going to be called Lost in Berry. <laughs> <laughs> this is how long it's been since I've done a 10 mile on fucking, <laughs> the building on my fucking route. Right, it must be up here then. Yeah. Let's stay out of this puddle though, eh? Oh my. Oh. Oh, right, dear. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it, we're back. I can see the path. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
I mean, you think if they're going to close the footpath down, they put a half decent, um, what's the word, diversion in. Well, yeah, put at least put some signs up. Or a bit of fucking carpet on the floor. <laughs> With a decent shag on it. <laughs> what is a good shag for a carpet? What are you going? Is a 10, 10 a good shag? What, you, you mean... <laughs> do, you mean, do you mean on the sliding scale of shag? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what they... I like another Richter scale. Uh, no idea what the, uh, the yeah. carpet scale is. Neither do I. It's got a young lad running away from us. We are talking about shagging on carpet, so <laughs> it's only fair. I think he wanted a race. <laughs> I, would, I would have backed him today. Well, good. We've got some water, mm-hmm. and I've brought some energy sweets with me. Um, we can take three hours if we need to. Yeah. And what, what I might have to do, uh, dear listener, because I am one of those runners who spits and blow my nose. Swears. I, well, I was on about saving the listeners' ears. They, they're used to me swearing by now, but... That's true. What I might have to do, Dean, I'll give you a little hand signal <laughs> when I'm going to spit and when I'm going to hunk my nose, just so we can cut that out. Fine. And... Uh, so here we go, here's the first test. Oh shit. <laughs> Ed- edit point number one. <laughs> Welcome back, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, what Gary doesn't know is that I edit this thing, so I could easily just put in some nice sound effects like boing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please do that. <laughs> That'd be ace. <laughs> A snot count. Yeah. Um, I went to... A gig on Thursday, I know you're aware of this. Um, well, it was, I'll start from the beginning. It was the 25th anniversary of the Definitely Maybe album by Oasis being released. Amazing. So, I bought tickets for, well, we, I got a ticket, you got a ticket, and yeah. my mate Dwayne got a ticket for a gig at the Ritz in Manchester. And it was a brass band, a 10-piece brass band, playing the Definitely Maybe album. Um, it's like a party night, you know, whatever. And I was, I was really looking forward to it. And then a series of unfortunate events meant you had to go and work. Yep. Uh, and Dwayne had the opportunity to go away for the week. Uh, so he was in Devon. So I, I tried rallying a few of our pals up, but nobody else fancied it or nobody was free. because nobody likes you. There's... Or nobody likes me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that one. Um, and it got to Thursday, and every radio station I listened to was playing a song from yeah, Definitely Maybe because it was were. quite a big deal. And every time I heard an Oasis song, it was like, level up. Yep. I was getting more and more FOMO, as you call it, fear of missing out. Yep. I really wanted to go, so um, I went on my own. Nice, man. How was it? Yeah, I felt, I felt liberated, mate. Yeah, I've never been to a gig on my own before. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a few times. There's something you want to see. I've been to the cinema on my own. Yeah. Been to the theatre on my own. Yeah. But a gig, tick, I've ticked that box. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I got there, got to the gig, and I said what, I said what I'll do, because I felt a bit stupid. I wasn't drinking, so I drove. Um, I thought, right, I'll just go for 10 minutes and at least just see what it's like. Listen to a song and then I'll get off. Got there. Ended up staying right till the end. Of course you did. I absolutely loved it. 
And now I'm, I'm going to get a little bit egotistical as well, Dean, if you'll, uh, <laughs> if you'll bear with me. No, I like it. Carry on. So I rocked up. I'd been there probably about two minutes. And this girl in front of me um, did the classic double take. I like, I like the double take. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. yeah. So I saw a double take. And she said, excuse me, are you an actor? I said, yeah, yeah. She said, oh. You're, you were in East East, weren't you? Nice. <laughs> and which always amazed me because that film was like fucking 20 years ago. Yeah. So like, it's mad how people remember. But and like, you, how old? 11? 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. He's a fuse, I say. He's a fan of East East, I think. Maybe <laughs> geese in the middle of the road. Um, so yeah, she said that. And then we got chatting for a little bit. And she said, oh, who are you here with? And then there was like a split second where I thought, should I just tell her like my mates at the bar or in oh. the toilet? And because I didn't want to sound like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought, no, I'll just tell her. So I said, well, to be honest, I said, I'm on my own. I told her what had happened. And she was like, oh, come with us. So nice. She introduced me to her pals. There was fucking loads of them. There was like 10 of them. <laughs> um, so I had a chat with the mates and we were enjoying this gig. And then, yeah, I stayed till the very end and it was fucking brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Nice, man. So they did, the, they did the whole album. Sick. And then their encore was like, just Oasis hits like, <laughs> Don't Look Back in Anger oh, and yeah. Champagne Souping Over and... Big sing-along. Yeah, it was so good. So talented, these musicians. Yeah, because I've never heard of it, but they probably did it once a month or something, did they? Yeah, so next month it's The Killers. Oh, nice. They're doing The Killers on. But it was brilliant, and it was packed as well, mate. It was yeah. absolutely hammered. I've never seen the Ritz that busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really good, and I'm, I'm very glad I went. And yeah, I shouldn't, shouldn't have had that worry about going on my own, should I? No, I think it's normal though, you know. If it, there's so much of the enjoyment of events is often sharing it with people. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's only a normal thing. It's like when um, we did uh, Chicago Marathon, uh, but Dan had hurt his leg, so he had to defer. And then when he went back to do it by himself, he didn't have the same, half as it's the same experience that we did. Yeah. I think it's very normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that can easily happen. Oh, yeah. I remember once I went to the... I, had like a, I was working in London and I had a day off. So I thought, I'll go and see a couple of shows. So nice. I went to a matinee and then I went to an evening show. And the evening show was the uh, Michael Jackson musical. That's Thrillage. Thriller, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got one ticket on my own, right on the front row. Oh, nice. And I was buzzing. I was so excited. And then the first fucking bit, he comes out. Everybody on your feet, let's see you dancing. I was like, oh no. Self-conscious. Yeah, I was on my own and everyone was up dancing. So I had, obviously I was on the front row, I thought I can't stay sat. <laughs> so I stood up and was just like shuffling about a little bit and I wanted to die. Right, I think if, if it was CCTV, you'd be moonwalking. <laughs> you'd be kicking your leg up, grabbing your crotch. <laughs> I was by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> is it a good show that I've never seen it? It's all right, yeah. It's, I mean, because I thought it was a, like a plot line, yeah. But it's just these tunes, tunes, yeah, and people, uh, people Boogie. doing these tunes, yeah. yeah. It's good though. Nice, good, good dancers and singers in it. That's. But yeah, we should we shouldn't worry about going anywhere on our own. Nah, one of my favourite things is self date night. Do you know what is that, mate? Are we? Are you talking about masturbation? Planking in the living room here. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I talk about like, like I said there, if, you, if I'm working in a city and there's no one around, I'll happily take myself for some food. 
uh, maybe see a gig or uh, you know something oh yeah I remember this bit food see food's a strange one I think you think yeah I don't know because I feel like you walk in oh get this gate you oh. can do it oh yeah there we go fuck me there's no chance of a cow getting out there I might even I'm struggling with right. it right <laughs> cow's stronger than you <laughs> um I think if you walked into a restaurant yeah the mate of D would go table for two <laughs> automatically and then yeah. you I think he would. You think? I think he'd assume that you're going to be meeting someone and then you've got to go through that. Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm just table for one. Sorry, sir. I'm just table for one. I'm just eating on my own. And then everybody's looking at you and pointing and <laughs> sniggering. People are throwing eggs. <laughs> People are offering you uh, laptops and magazines to take your mind off it. <laughs> and everyone, I imagine as well, oh, God, this is... I'm revealing a lot here, right, of what people think about me. But I would imagine that everyone else is thinking I've been stood up. Right. I've been on a date and I've been stood up. None of that has ever crossed my mind. Ah, oh, well, you've got a freer mind than that. this little worry head has. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done it a few times. And it's nice. I mean, I'm not going to, like, romantic hotspots. Maybe yeah. that's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> I go to that first day's restaurant. <laughs> Hello, Fred. <laughs> Table for one, please, mate. Oh, were you in uh, Easter's Easter? <laughs> ah, wee oui, wee. Oui. That's the amount of French I can speak. <laughs> well, this is a nice path, but there's uh, lots of puddles, isn't there? Well, it's been fucking it down. I don't know if you've noticed. Manchester. But, yeah. Raining. I remember once I did this lap with another friend of the podcast, uh, Daniel Tennant, and uh, we came running around here when there was a five the park runs for 5k park run so but it was going the opposite way to what we'd come Fucking so hell. we were on like a long Just run switch it around i know yeah but we didn't know until we got halfway around nice. but we'd done like a we were out on like an 18 miler i think it was so we were pretty fucked so people were cheering us on going ah we can do it but we're taking all the admiration of course thank you thank you very much thank you love you nice when you're running just to get away from cars it is isn't it because it's so peaceful and... and look at that view man yeah it's grim up north wasn't it little trees little christmas tree there oh, ready yeah. to be uprooted and killed <laughs> in cold blood for our christian delights yeah. they're nice though aren't they yeah not so much along there yeah Probably what that goose was honking about back there. It <laughs> yeah. knows. It knows the time is near. We're in September now. I've got three months left. Left here, sir. Oh, it's not fucking September. Yeah, 2nd of September. Fucking hell. Where did that happen? About two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been away this weekend. It's September. Fuck me. Yeah, man. Oh, God. This is going to sound some, like some very boring chat, but with that absolute bombshell, I need to talk about it. Like, as you get older, does it, does it happen to you where the years seem to go quicker every year? Yeah. Why is that? I think, I don't know. Cure me, Gary, cure it. Do you know, when you were a kid, yeah. and the six weeks holidays felt like an absolute age. Yeah, like a decade. Yeah, and now it's just flown by, hasn't it? Yeah. But I don't know what the answer is, mate. I don't know why that is. 
That's genuinely scared me there. Se se September already. Yeah. Shit. Oh God. More mud. That means it must be about six weeks till the Manchester half, right? Yeah, is it not two months today or something? Um, nah, if it's if it's second of September, it's uh it'll be six weeks. My god! Oh well this'll do is the world of good then. Oh yeah. Oh it's really muddy. Ah! Oh dear. Oh listener. <laughs> we are up to our nuts <laughs> in mud. Ugh. I quite like the breather though, I'll tell you that. I don't know as well if you can pick up the waterfall on the audio. There's a beautiful waterfall here. Yeah, it's nice here. Didn't you Is say that... there was someone diving off it once? Yeah. Not that deep either. Crazy really. Is that a waterfall? It is, isn't it? You well, call that a waterfall? You see that water that's falling? Gary? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a natural one, it's man-made because it's a canal in it, but... I don't know. Water and fire are things that I could just watch forever. Yeah. Like I could stand there easily for an hour and just stare at that water. Earth, wind and fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is that? I don't know, it's calming, isn't it? I was awake a couple of weekends ago uh, for a mate's uh, 30th and we had a wood, wood-fired hot tub. So you build a, a fire the side of this tub and it heats the water. Oh, wow. And for whatever reason, it just like, Primal urges and uh, caveman technique just flowed straight to the front. I was like, right, I'll sort this out. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? I don't know. But do you remember when we went to Amsterdam? I think we may have talked about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we had to, we were in the canal boat and it was a fire. And we, there was how many of us? Six of us? Oh, maybe, yeah, more than that. Five. Not fucking one of us could start this bastard <laughs> fire. So we had to go, go on Airbnb and call the geezer who owned the boat, come and help us. We weren't high as a kite at this point, man. <laughs> So Terjay came, that was the guy who wanted Oh no, it wasn't Terjay. No. Eugene. Do you remember what he first said? No. <laughs> we said, uh, Eugene, oh God, Eugene, we help. Yeah, but there's fire on here. And uh, I said, yeah, do we have everything that we need? And um, thinking that we were missing something because we tried for so long. And then he went, <laughs> well, yes, I mean, first of all, you need brains. <laughs> we were like, how does fuck off sound, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Just light the fire, I don't want your sass, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> University of Eugene. <laughs> He had a point though, and then he just to like really fucking nail home how shit we were, he lit it in about 30 seconds. Oh yeah, as if roaring fire. Yeah. But it is, it's nice, it's nice to watch fire and water. Yeah. Which again is nice to be able to get out of running alongside motorways and shit. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I lived in Leeds. Leeds come. <laughs> Leeds come. Uh, I used to do my long runs. Um, out towards like Otley and Ilkley and that way, uh, like North Leeds way. And there was bits of it that um, were A roads with no uh, path. Um, and the reason why I, I elected to go on these, uh, these roads was because I knew it'd speed me up so, so I didn't get run over. Yeah, I, I, I've done that with you, I think. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I think it scared me too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I would not, I would not uh, advise it. But uh, I was extraordinarily fit at that time. How long ago was that? Five, six years ago, was it? It's brave. Stupid. This is much better. Yeah. Yeah, nicer. 
So that was birds. We've done a nice little loop of that. Yeah, very nice. Three miles in. Um, we're going to go on the road for a little bit just to get to the Rami lines and then we'll go up and down them. Hey, here's a question. Go um, uh, Berry Football Club. Oh, yeah. I know you're not massively into your football, but you live around the corner from Gig Lane. Yeah. Do you guys, have you been kept up to speed with what's going on? Well, on the day where it was like, this is it, make or break. Yeah, last Tuesday. I think, I think we had to like 11 o'clock at night or something, was it? Or 12 yeah. o'clock at night. We could hear them. So obviously the fans had turned up in the droves to the ground, whether they were protesting or not, or just yeah. waiting for news. But you can hear them from our gaff. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it come through on the on the breaking news. That unfortunately we've not made it. So. Yeah. For those of you listening who don't know about this, um, Berry Football Club, which has been going for I think it was 134 years or something stupid, uh, they got promoted from League Two last year to League One in the English football divisions. And uh, over the summer it became apparent that they were going to collapse basically. Um, and it seems like they have done just. 134 years being extinguished. It's very sad, and you've got to look at the human element of it more than anything. I oh, think, massively so. You know, it's a football club, and it's been going for a long time, which is sad to see it go. However, all the players and staff—they've now just been made unemployed. Yeah. And you know, they've got to—they've got to go and find jobs. Which I don't know how f the football industry works. I don't no. know if it's easy to just dive into another club and pick up where you left off or what, I don't know, but I heard an interview with one of the players and he was like, he said he's embarrassed because he's got to go and ask his mum and dad to lend him money so he yeah. can pay his mortgage and feed his family and I mean I know a lot of people are in that position and we say it all too often don't we, that footballers earn too much money blah blah blah, yeah. but at the end of the day, when that stops through yeah. no fault of, your, fault of your own and you can't afford to feed your kids, yeah, yeah. That's not a nice position to be in. Well, there's another there's another element of it as well, another human element, um, which I think is bigger and more important than what you just said there. Um, of course, you know, these staff members, their livelihood has been halted and they've got to go and find stuff. But you'll have Berry fans who have been Berry fans for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Yeah. You can't just swap to another club. No. It's deeply ingrained in their heart and soul. And that being torn away by what sounds like a nefarious owner, it's just horrible. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge Leeds fan. If Leeds collapsed, I don't know what I do. I don't know what happened. What happens to that energy that you pour into a football club, be them good or bad? Um, you don't you don't choose to support a club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just happens to you. Yeah, it's very sad. Heartbreaking. That's mad that you could hear them. Yeah, I mean you could hear them on games anyway, but you sort of we never tune into that because it was just a football game. But something yeah. like this, where that many people, again, they're together for one cause. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's just it's not it's more important than the, the, the football than a football game. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it's a shame to see him go, and hope something gets started soon. Yeah, it's just whether the EFL give enough fucks to do it because. They're a very strange organisation, the uh, English Football League. It's, um, it's often been uh, thrown at them that they have uh, ulterior motives with football money from Sky, with um, some of the ways that they deal with clubs 
And so hopefully they've got enough heart and nous about them to let them back into the division if something is able to be coughed up. Because it's too, it's too important, basically. Yeah. Like last year with the whole uh, Leeds United spying on someone, it's kind of funny and fine us and gets let's get over it. Yeah. But that we can move on from that and we play football again. These, this club, bless them, and Bolton as well. Bolton have been bought, though, haven't they? But yeah. well, that was right at the ninth hour, you know. Eleventh hour, there's more than nine hours. <laughs> more than twelve as well, I think. <laughs> it always baffles me that they leave it that late. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to part with the only other, probably other bit of football chat I've got in there. <laughs> but you know, like on transfer day where one club buys another club and shit like that, and... They've got, is it 24 hours or something to do? No, you mean you mean when they're trading players? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, the windows, January window is a, is a month. Right, okay, that's it then. Yeah. So then, but it's always on the last day where yeah. everything kicks off. And then the day after, you'll hear stories on the news going, oh, it didn't go through because they didn't get the paperwork done in time. Or, yeah. I, I remember one a few years ago um, saying they, they couldn't get the the contract printed off <laughs> yeah. in time or something and it's like fucking you've had a month <laughs> why'd you leave it so late it's because often there's not players moving are depending on other players moving or um, being able to sell one player to finance the deal for another player so it just has knock on effects like that yeah but last minute where is not enough time to print the fucking contract <laughs> <laughs> handwrite it <laughs> yeah mad listen we've We've come out with cotton wool balls sellotape to our faces. <laughs> they can print a fucking contract in time. Yeah, but this is just me and you. You're the publicist and the editor. We talk a lot of shit and uh, don't even really care if people listen. <laughs> this is multi, multi, multi million foot dollar, million pound football teams who have. Uh, there's probably someone at Man United whose job it is to print contracts now because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Like pure job, that's it. So he just has a really, really quiet seven or eight months. <laughs> and then he has like a fucking crazy month. Yeah. Where his phone switched off. <laughs> Anyone heard from Dale in a while? Can't seem to get hold of him. No, it's the 31st of January. <laughs> He's not eating for six weeks. <laughs> He's got through three laptops at that. Oh, yeah. This is nice, it's stopped raining again now. Yeah. As a man up a telegraph pole. Why is there four of them to do that job? <laughs> One man up a lamppost, four of them watching. <laughs> Smoking tabs. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> well, these are all new, it must be uh, electric cables further down. There's all these new um, poles. Yeah. How you feeling? Alright, you know. Alright, I mean, coming up to four miles. It'll be the last mile yeah. where you might have to do some editing magic because we might both get very quiet. Yeah. And do a lot of spitting. <laughs> the spitometer might go right up. Might break it. I just stopped there because my uh, cotton wool slipped. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been slipped for. I hope <laughs> it's not just going to be a rake of wind. That'd be alright, I'm sure. If you're listening and running with us, I want the wind to encourage you anyway. Yeah. 
I'm using an artistic license there, massively. Well, if, uh, if, if you're running with us, you'll have wind anyway. I mean, if, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so this bit, I always struggle with this bit because it's like a little incline. Yeah, it is. And even though it's only little, I can really, I always feel it in my thighs. Yeah, all, all the runs that I've been doing recently have been dead flat. By design, just to keep me here. Uh, feeling good. What do you do when you come to three grids? Do you uh, run over them or do you run around them? Um, Are you a superstitious man? Nah. I don't even notice them. I run around them. Do you? Three three grids is like unlucky, isn't it? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Two's alright, one's alright. Yeah. Three's no good. That's been one of them things that I heard when I was a kid and just... I stick to it. Yeah. I heard that you had two layers of skin. What? Yeah. Say that again. I heard, <laughs> as a kid, from <laughs> another kid at primary school, that you only ever had two layers of skin, so you know when you graze your knees? Ah. Oh. I was fuming, I was like, I've only got one life now. No way. Yeah. Like a nine lives scenario. Yeah, yeah. So I was really careful. Two layers, that would be risky, wouldn't it? Yeah. Then it's just down to like flesh and bone. And I've got a very active imagination, so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna turn into a skeleton. This is a hell of a little incline. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's tough. Let's cross over while the lights are on red. Go, go, go. Okay. Here we are. At the Ramy Lines. Oh, Kirk Clee's Trail is called. All right. Enjoy this trail, but please consider other users. Okay. You should pull your trousers up then. <laughs> no way. I've got a headband on and feeling good. Trousers down. <laughs> I've never been on these, mate. Have you not? No, no. I like it. So I won't, I won't tell you how long it is, just because just I don't want to get in your head, but when I was training for York Marathon last year, um, I had my one and only so far, touch wood, running injury gotcha. on these lines. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to run, run all the way out and then run back. Um, so I was running down here and I got to the turnaround point and my knee just completely Shit. fucking went. That's mad. Why? Uh, well, I found out later it was my IT band Ouch. had torn. Um, <coughs> but the only way off is back. Fuck. So it was a long... Well, you walk it? I had to walk and hobble and, and then I, I had to get a taxi. Um, I had to get a taxi to a cash machine because I had no money on there. <laughs> only had my card. Because um, I didn't have a phone. So I had to go in a newsagents first of all and get them to phone me the taxi. Oh, man. It was a hell of an ordeal. Um, and then, problem solving that. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I'm good at that, if nothing else. And then I had like, I think it was like a month and a half where I couldn't run. Yeah. And I was just going to physio and doing the foam roller and doing all that business just to strengthen the IT band up. Because I don't know if you can, I don't think you can repair it. I think you just, I don't know, I don't know. Builds around it. I think so, yeah. That's but, 
So I went to him and I said, told him what had happened, the physio. I said, look, the York Marrow is in a month. What are the chances? And he was like, zero. So I was like, ah, fucking hell, man. So, you know, I'd done three months prior to that of really good training. And to hear that, that's such a crushing blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Hiya. Um, yeah, so I was gutted, really. But then, you know, I'd done to the physio and I'd been doing the foam roller. And again, just that little bit of stubbornness in there. I thought, yeah. I'll just turn up on the day. See how far you get. Yeah, and then I got to about 20 miles and I didn't have no, nothing. And then about 21, 22, I got a tiny little niggle. But I was in a whole world of pain by then anyway. I'd had a tough, tough run because it didn't stop raining and it was a freezing cold day. So it was a bad, bad event. But I got round and I was nice. I was really proud of myself and even though it was a terrible time, it was one of my worst. Um, but again, that sense of achievement of finishing and yeah. Any ramifications afterwards? None at all. And I've never had it since. Right. But what he did say to me, he said, if you've changed your trainers recently or even your training route to have that's got maybe more of an incline <laughs> or maybe more of a camber of the road, right, yeah, so yeah. like one side goes up. I said, all it is is basically you're putting too much pressure on one side of your, you know, of the roll of your foot. Yeah. But well, we just ran on that route there, there's quite a lot of cobbles. Could yeah. That be a thing? Yeah, yeah. Just a repetitive strain, isn't it? That's all, yeah. it, that's all it is until you, one little thing just goes, nah, fuck you. You've done enough. Ping. Well, that's. The only injury I've had, I've been quite lucky. Yeah. Especially considering I went from zero to hero so quick, do yeah, you know what I mean? Mate, yeah, That's very true, actually, I never thought of that. Have you ever had any major ones? No, I mean, ran into a few bollards in the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd bought a few pavements. <laughs> I tore my calf pretty much clean in half last year. Oh, Remember oh, that? Oh, is that when you were footballing? Yeah. yeah I was playing football five sides. And uh, I'm, a, I'm not a bad footballer, day listener. So I skinned a guy, ran after the ball, and thought someone had just chopped me down. I had a searing pain in my uh, left calf. So I stood up looking for a fight, <laughs> and there was no one near me. And uh, yeah, I realised I'd done something quite bad. So I went to the uh, emergency room, and she was like, yeah, it's hanging on by a thread. I was, no way. I was um, very close to needing surgery on it, which would have been a hell of a thing. But um, she just said you have to just, yeah, just fucking stop doing stuff. So how does is that just again rest and let it heal? Yeah, time to heal it. Yeah, and then um, build it back up slowly by uh, just doing small exercises on it. Yeah, it's a killer, isn't it? Injuries. Yeah, we're all fucking susceptible to it. Oh yeah. But I think the trick is in how you recover from it, isn't it? Yeah. Some people try and go, I guess I probably did it a little bit with the rushing straight back into running the marathon rather than listening to the physio's advice. But Yeah, we talked about frustration before, haven't we? Yeah, pig-headedness. Yeah. <laughs> pig-headedness. Yeah, sometimes you need patience. Yeah. Another little hill there. 
nice though, and I mean, it's this is not nothing to look at, just weeds and trees. Yeah, it's not nice surface though. Yeah, come up to five miles, I can feel this now, you know. Can you? Yeah, <laughs> that weekend's hanging over me, I think. Well, again, we've said this many a time, but it's always worth um, telling ourselves again. Five miles is a long fucking way. Oh, yeah. Well, not, let's not underestimate it. Yeah. I uh, started a new job on Friday. And uh, <laughs> the job I've done, it's a fifth series that we're doing. And uh, <laughs> What job's that? Is this? Uh, last Tango in Halifax. Nice. And uh, there's loads of people on it who I just love very, very dearly. So mm-hmm. going back and seeing them, inevitably, we end up in the pub yeah. <laughs> or in restaurants and... Uh, that's what happened all weekend, basically. There are certain exceptions to the rule, though. You've got to imagine going, I can't do this, I've got to do a 10 mile with Gary on Monday. Yeah. And who's in it? Anne, Anne Reed. Anne Reed, yeah. Come on, Dean. <laughs> Have a Guinness. Yeah. She was buying up the bar, Anne Reed. <laughs> it was rated, she said. She said, Does anyone want a drink? And we all had full drinks. And we were like, no, thank you, Annie, that's, that's all right, let's go. She was like, oh, sod off, I'll buy you all a drink. Amazing. And so all of a sudden she'd read a double pack. <laughs> how old how old's Anne? Anne's 85, I think. I fucking love that, you know. I want to be like that when, I, when I'm 85. <laughs> I think it was half one in the afternoon. She was there with a little pink wine <laughs> full of ice. <laughs> talking about all kinds of things. She's absolutely lovely. Is she? Yeah. Really generous with the stories, you know. As a young actor, you like to hear... <laughs> stories from the good old days. Yeah. Or even stories like about Victoria Wood and dinner ladies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. I wish she did that. She's very generous with them, you know. Yeah, that's that's just, that's a kill. The good stories to, to retell. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always think the stuff that the people I've met and the stories I've heard. One day I always have that image. You know the <laughs> Weatherspoons advert. Not yeah. Weatherspoons, fucking hell. <laughs> Whoever's original oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the brain. Spare the wound. <laughs> um, Whoever's original where the old guy sat in his rocking chair with his grandkid on his knee. Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> grandchild, and Reed once bought me <laughs> a pink wine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun weekend. Doesn't feel too fun now though, dear listener. Not the fucking climb, eh? What you want about you? I never said it was flat. Fair enough. Did she stay out till the death as well, I'm rude. No, 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 she, she got off quite quickly, but just nice of it to come out. I don't think she has done before. Not fifth, like that, anyway. Fifth series now, though. Yeah, she trusts everyone to not talk shit on a podcast, yeah. you know. Well, I'm rude, you let your guard down <laughs> one series too soon. <laughs> This is an exclusive. <laughs> I don't think it's an exclusive that slightly older people like to have a nice time. <laughs> people like her as well have fucking well and truly deserved it. Oh, what? Absolutely. You wouldn't have been allowed to encourage everyone to double park. No, <laughs> but she does. You know, like you're, in, you're at the bar and the cast and crew, whoever else is there, we're all sat down. Anyone want a drink? And they've all gone, no, we've got one, Dean. Come on, sod off. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you one. They've all gone, seriously, Dean, fuck yeah, yeah. off. Sit down, you dobby. 
<laughs> You've not earned that right yet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And don't forget, this is a show set in Yorkshire, so everyone's tight as shit. We were like, free drink, all right, go on, and I think one. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if um, we run past the school in a bit. I don't know whether they might still be off, maybe. Probably. But I remember running past the here once before, and it just makes me laugh how even years later, and youth get a bad rep now, don't they? But things never change, man. You had the, you know, the geek crowd with the baggy. <laughs> yeah. And then that was me. Was that you? Yeah, oh yeah. And then the, the cool kids and the boy and the girl getting off of each other. <laughs> you know, all that gear. Was that you? <laughs> no, definitely not. I was like somewhere in the middle. By I was, yourself? Yeah, sort of hang, <laughs> flitting between every crowd. That was me. Nice. Um, the only thing that has changed is that every fucking one of them vapes. <laughs> <laughs> right, is that true? Yeah, they were all vaping and I'm like, I wonder if they ever even started smoked or they've just started with yeah. vaping. I don't know. And we're back. We're back. Nice stretch. Yeah, I needed that. Needed that. And 30 seconds off the jog as well. Yeah. We just we were just saying because we're going slow because we're not very fit, and and we're talking. We're talking. Um, but it feels like we're going really quick. Yeah, mad. <laughs> it's been really slow mini miles. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? What talking can make a difference. Especially because we said as well that because we're talking to each other but also you guys, we're talking differently. <laughs> which requires a bit, a little bit more energy, I think. Yeah, like not a thought. Normally we're doing... <laughs> we can make noises and understand what each other's are saying. <laughs> Alright, well here's a school and it doesn't look like it's nope. open, which is good because I was worried that we were going to get shelled by all the kids vaping because we look like <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to take a picture as well for the listeners. I took one in the mirror before. <laughs> Could you see us, yeah? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Pretty over there as well, look. Yeah, I know. Rolling hills. You can go for nice walks up there. That's, I think, one of the main reasons people go to that Bears country park ah. caravanning thing, cause of, because of the walks. Yeah. Because you can go into up into Ramsbottom and Pennines. Yeah, and amazing hills and mountains. Not mountains. You know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, there's some great walks. Nothing about here. They weren't vaping them too. No. So maybe it's only maybe you only vape when you're in school. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's homework. <laughs> You've had a stressful day in school. Yeah. Double mass. So you need to get, get on the vape. Get on a few tanks of vaping. I'm going to talk a bit about uh, Peaky Blinders. Okay. Do you watch it? I've never seen a second of it. <sighs> but I can ask you leading questions about it. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm always worried in the public domain of upsetting someone or yeah. offending someone. Oh, you're talking about spoilers? 
No, not spoilers, but like shelling it. All right. <laughs> no, mate, you're allowed an opinion on stuff. All right, well, it's fucking shit, man. It's so <laughs> overrated. That programme is the, the most overrated programme. I might just say that. So, right, when you watch it, you're looking at it, it's beautiful, right? It's incredible. The way it's shot, yeah. the way it's filmed, the way the set design is, they made everything look like back in the day. Is it the 1800s? Yeah. Is that how old it is? I think it is, yeah. West, you know. West Country, is it? Yeah, set in the Midlands. Yeah. But also, a lot of it's filmed in Manchester, which I enjoy, because I like spotting it, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's amazing, shot beautifully. Right, it's set in Birmingham. Yeah. Their accents are fucking awful, mate. Right. I just can't, I don't understand how they're getting away with it. And then this, this new series has just started. And uh, there's, there's like a new gang, a new threat. Come into it called the Billy Boys and the front Glasgow. And the guy they've got playing it is uh, Donald, Donald Gleeson. No, what's he called? Donald Hall Gleeson. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's son anyway. Yeah, Lee. Brendan. Brendan Gleeson, that's it, his son. Yeah. So he's from Dublin, mm-hmm. and he's doing this Scottish accent opposite Killian Murphy, who's Irish, who's doing this Brummy accent. Yeah. So they're, they're in scenes together, and their accents are just all over the place. Yeah. But to the point where every time he says a line, it, it makes me... Yeah, he jars. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, come on, man, how... You know, and they've put in all this money into making this programme. Yeah, it's a flagship show now for the BBC. Yeah, and I heard on the radio today as well, funnily enough. Hang on, I'm going to edit point. (laughs) (laughs) God, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, I heard on the radio today that tourism in Birmingham has shot up because of Peaky Blinders. Wow. Like, they've literally called it the Peaky Effect. And it's shot up, like, 23%. Nice. Based on... The show? Before, yeah, before the show started. Tourism's gone up 23% in Birmingham. So, why not get an accent coach? Yeah. Well, they or, must have one. Or, why not cast someone who's from Glasgow? Well, there's a fucking point, isn't there? I just, it just baffles me. That's always the thing. Just get someone... There are Scottish actors who need jobs. Yeah. There are Birmingham actors, West Country actors, Wolverhampton actors, like... Yeah, it's mad. I remember ages ago I saw a play at the Royal Exchange. That was called Scuttlers. It was about the gangsters of Manchester. Yeah. And I think there was about two manks in it. And the rest were from like Liverpool yeah. and Leeds, which is fine if you can do the fucking accent. Yeah. But if you can't and you're doing a play about a Manchester gangster with a Leeds accent, yeah. it, straight away I'm lost, I'm out. Yeah. And I, again, I always feel harsh saying it because people will probably come back and go, oh, well, why not give him an opportunity? Or why not just roll with it? Yeah, but there's the thing, opportunity. Donald Gleeson's in Star Wars, he didn't need an opportunity. Yeah, true. There's probably a Scottish actor, some guy who could do just the same job, probably better, who fits the bill. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they maybe get another couple of thousand viewers if it's Donald Gleeson. Yeah. Nothing against Donald Gleeson, but get someone who... Can do the, the accent. Can do the, well, just use their opportunity, that's the key word. Yeah. I auditioned for that Vero the other day. Is that the Geordie one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, I did a Geordie accent. <laughs> Not heard anything back, so I presume that's gone. Um, but I'm pretty good with accents, but I would much prefer them to give it to someone who is northeast, you know? Yeah. Well, I think what we do as actors, 
we have um, on our CVs at the bottom. It's like a special skills section, isn't it? Yeah. Which is all like action, uh, ac- accents and accents, <laughs> whatever else you can do. Yeah, horse riding. Yeah, everyone. Every actor can horse ride, every actor can sword fight, every actor can juggle, yeah. and every actor can do every accent according to the CV. Because we just throw it on there, don't you? Just yeah. look at the job. But again, there's that sense of, if someone phoned me up and said, oh, we've got this role come up for a Scottish fella, I'd probably go, do you know what? I don't think my Scottish accent is good enough, so I might swerve it. That would be my... Yeah. Yeah, just have an honesty. Yeah. Right, and go, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I remember ages ago when I did, um, it's not quite the same thing, but I did that kids show on the CBBC. And one of the episodes was like a flashback episode. So we'd gone back to the 1800s and we all had to talk in these RP accents. Yeah. And I was <laughs> really fucking struggling. I couldn't do it. I couldn't talk posh. And then we're going, oh, but Gary, it's, it's really easy. And I'm like, it's not though. I just don't have it in there. So... Obviously, I was, I'd already had the part, I'd already got the job, so I had to do it. So when I watched it, I was cringing <laughs> at my, my own attempts at the accent. So I wonder if he's watching it going, oh, it's a bit ropey, that. Yeah, maybe. Six miles. I'm really struggling. Yeah. Yeah. How far do we have on here, do you know? Uh, so it's two miles out and two miles back. Right. So... I don't know, what, I didn't look at my watch when we got on them. This is what happens after a uh, weekend full of beers. Something quite nice as well, dear listener and Gary, on a uh, run where you feel like you're pushing yourself a little bit. Just have a little walk. <laughs> do you never do it? Yeah, oh yeah, there's the gate as well, by the way. So we'll, oh, is it? Yeah. Right. I think... <coughs> why, we, we, Edit point. We, <laughs> That was good as well because I was really struggling with, with my words. We put so much pressure on ourselves, even though it's a trading run, to not yeah. stop yeah. or not enjoy it. I, and we, I, we were slagging ourselves off not long ago by talking about how slow it was. We never set out for a time. We set out to yeah. see each other, uh, just as a social thing, uh, do a run, get maybe a little bit of a podcast out of it. So there's no dangers, are there? Yeah. Well, let's, let's do this and let's walk to the gate. Yeah. And then we'll... And we turn. Yeah. Because I think it's a, a gentle downhill from here. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Nice. So this is where I did my knee, like literally at, on this point here. So Fuck. that was a long way. Yeah, it really is. Back Can you not get back that way? Uh, I went out there and I couldn't find anywhere yeah. where I'd be able... There's like a, a barber's or something, but it was shut. But I couldn't see any other signs of life and I didn't want to knock on someone's door. Yeah. I probably should have done, but... Hobbling and sweating and swearing. Yeah. That's a nice run, this. We'll have to come back in a couple of weeks when I've not been on the beers. Yeah, no, knock half an hour off it. Fucking half an hour. Shall we uh, get a jog on? Mm-hmm. I'll be led by you, so keep us updated with how you're feeling, my man. Yeah, I mean, remember when we were training for Madrid? Mm-hmm. Um, we went out to do a 20, and I'd hardly slept the night before. Yeah. Because um, I was having a very anxious spell. Oh, that's easy for you to say. Cock. <laughs> right. Good morning. Um, and I was fucked, and I said, uh, so let's get to 13 miles, and I said, I might have to just swerve it. But we did the full 20 in the end. Yeah. 
Do you know what you need right now? What? A bit of Depeche mode. No, Depeche? Yeah. <laughs> That'll fucking get you round. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I, it takes me immediately back to that burst of energy. It's very strange. <laughs> Funny how music can do that, isn't mm. it? Yeah, we spoke about that last time, yeah. didn't we, last week. I'm a right nerd, me, but music isn't teller. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all I do. Do a bit of running, do a lot of eating. Yeah. Fair bit of sleeping as well, to be fair. And then just a break of teller. I watch a lot of teller. Any highlights recently? Yeah. We've established Peaky Blinders a little old shit. That's a bit of a low light. Um, I've, I watched this thing last night. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a documentary on BBC iPlayer. Um, it was only two episodes. Uh, this woman in Scotland had gone missing. Um, so it was like the hunt to try and find out where she'd gone and what had happened to her. Yeah. And it led him to, as per really, innit? They got the boyfriend. Fuck. And it was a, there was a moment in it where they'd gone round to the boyfriend's flat and done, you know that luminol spray where they spray the whole flat yeah. and then put the UV light on it and it shows blood spatter. Yeah. So they did that and oh my God, it was like, even the coppers are going, this is like nothing we've ever seen before. Yeah. It was just everywhere. And you could see like footprints in it and drag marks and oh my God, it was, it was really harrowing. And then what he'd done is he took her to the bath and cut her up. Oh my God. Oh, mate, it was so bad. And this blood splatter, this luminol shit, it was just everywhere. And it was so haunting to see. And I couldn't help but think like, Poor family watching that back. But it was, yeah, but it was a really good watch though, and you know what it did make make me feel good. It really showed the police in a, in a really nice human light because they were really struggling with the case, yeah. like emotionally wise. Because they, yeah. they kept having to go back to the family, and they couldn't find the body, and you know they were they were all really emotional about about this case, and it was nice to see that that human strain of the police because it's something you very rarely see in it yeah and you certainly don't hear about it in the fucking papers well, i was gonna say the press will try and spin anything anti uh anti-police don't they it was murdered murdered i can't remember what it's called but it was very good you should walk, check it out on the documentary thing on on iplayer what is it about those true crime documentaries that just are so appealing to watch it's the very perverse thing just because it's so real in it, I think. Yeah. Because it's so real and such a fascinating insight. Human psychology. Yeah. I love I love that 24 hours in police custody. Did you ever watch that? No, no. Um, basically, they'll, 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 it's all set in this one police station and they must film loads of things, loads of crimes happening. But then obviously only two or three of them make it onto the programme. Yeah. Because they're good enough or interesting enough for the telly or whatever. But, so it only follows the crime a little bit. The majority of it is the, in the interview room mm-hmm. and trying to piece it all together. And it's just so fascinating watching them interview the person because the clues in the title, they've only got 24 hours to, to either charge the guy or release the guy. Yeah. So for them to work this 24 hours and it's like the clock's in the corner of the screen and you just see him piecing it bit by bit and then it'll get down to the last hour or so and then it'll be like, hey, they'll charge him and it's fucking brilliant. You should watch that one as well. 
Good show. What's that on? That's Channel 4, that one, is it? Yeah. There was this great one on our last series. This surgeon. He's like a multi-millionaire surgeon. Posh as fuck. He had a massive house. And he phoned the police at like three in the morning. He said, oh, I've just come back to find I've been burgled. And they knew exactly what to take. They've taken all my antiques, all my art, chandeliers, and this flat fireplace that's worth thousands and thousands of pounds. <coughs> Have you just had a fly? <laughs> yeah. Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gary. <laughs> Protein. <laughs> How was that? What flavour was it? Uh, crunchy strawberry. Nice. <laughs> Carry on. So, yeah. They, they'd stolen all this stuff, they'd equated it up, they'd added the total up and it was thousands of pounds, I'm sure it was almost into the millions. Anyway, they fucking had the suspect, suspicions that this guy was making an insurance yeah. scam. So they went to his house when they knew he wasn't going to be there, searched the house and just found all the stuff that he'd said. Hell. But like, where it should be, like the, the paintings were on the walls, this fireplace was around the fire. <laughs> How's so, it got to that point? So they, inter they interviewed the guy and they were like, but you're saying that they've been stolen? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got two of everything. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. That is mad. What happened to him? He got found guilty and got For sent to jail. Fraudulent claims or Yeah, something. yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. Do you watch? You watch a lot of television. Not really, you know. Do a fair bit of like binging Netflixy type stuff. Um, but I don't even have, have an aerial in my house, so I can't watch uh, terrestrial. Right. I've got an app. Um, Do you have a TV license? Oh yeah, yeah. Good, because I was going to crash you up then. <laughs> right. I I love that. You know, on BBC iPlay where you're about to watch a program, and it go, I ask you, do you have a TV license? Sure. <laughs> I wonder if anyone who doesn't have a TV licence has clicked. No. Ah, shit, no I don't. <laughs> they must have done. I wonder what happens though, do the police come? Yes, yeah, SWAT team through the windows back. <laughs> Immediately. Police helicopters. <laughs> Up to seven miles. Yeah. I'm knackered by the way. How are you feeling? Alright. You sound great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in fairly good spirits. Did you see uh, the latest uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, watch that series. What do you reckon? Great, isn't it? No spoilers. Have you not seen it? I've seen it, yeah, it's, it's so good. What makes it for me, that programme, is how good the kids are. Oh my God, they get better yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. They're so good. Because they started amazing, but they're even fucking better now. Yeah, and because they're older, they're getting more meat to the storyline bones yeah so they're getting given more challenging things to act yeah. out and portray them just amazing what a life those kids must have oh man tough I life no doubt oh yeah it's not as it's not a childhood per se is it no it's not as glamorous as everyone would think it is long days at work yeah long days at work and doing your schoolwork on top of that as well yeah And getting fucking bossed around the world, doing promotion and all yeah. that shit. Going up for films, doing all those meetings as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough gig. This is some behind the metal stuff. 
struggling on a run, you should be able to knock out very easily. Nah. There's no, there's no such thing as should be able to. It's can-do's. Yeah. If you can, you do. Yeah, if you do, if you do you're going to regret it if you don't. That's my one and only impression there. Who's it of? Alan Hansen. Because it didn't last time you say Andy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you regret it. If you don't, you got to see the jazz. <laughs> it's actually really good. Thank you. Hey, hang on. Was that your Andy Gray? Yes. <laughs> this feels really quick, but it's 10. <laughs> 10 minute miles. It's an interesting game, isn't it, running? Yeah. Well, like I said last time, I had the strangest introduction back into training, just flying some days and this some other days. I mean, this, I can pinpoint exactly why this is, but yeah, mad. Really hurts legs, head, heart, all of this one. We're only barely seven and a half. Still, this is the furthest I've run since Madrid. Is it you as well? Yeah. Yeah, ten, I'd only done 10Ks. Yeah, same. Only twice as well, so to stick another four miles on. Well, it's like I said at the beginning, it is a big leap, isn't it, really? Yeah. And, and talking as well. Yeah. It does take it out of you. And you've been on the piss. Oh, yes. So allow yourself to, uh, to struggle, man, don't be. Yeah, but I think it's good to have that element of disappointment, just so then... You can build on it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to feel like you're settling for anything ever at life, do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is good advice, you know. If I, I, I feel like this would help me if I was listening to this. Very vain of me again, isn't it? But like that, those moments of advice where I think you're allowed to struggle. Yeah. As long as you build on it and don't get disheartened by the fact that you need to walk for a bit. Yeah. Because that's very much fucking allowed. This isn't the main event, this is the training event. So you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. I think there's an idea, what with internet culture, Instagram culture, getting quick likes, Tinder, you know, quick dates, all that sort of thing, is that the idea of failing is built up as this big, horrible, scary demon. But in fact, failing is part of succeeding. You have to know your limits to push them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, and, you know, this isn't an organised race, this is we need to say, let's try for 10. Um, if indeed we come up short of that, we've not failed anything. No. The most we've done before was 6.2, and we're currently closing in on 8. So, it's not a failure by any stretch. No. It's, um, all, it's all miles in the tank, isn't it? Yeah. But we do have that tendency, we, again, we've chatted this before, to say, because we didn't reach that 10 target, that it, did, it almost doesn't count. Yeah. Like it's, it is like say a failure, but it's not, is it? It's still 80 miles or whatever it might end up being behind the medal, mate. We've, yeah. we've, we've inadvertently <laughs> absolutely nailed what our podcast is about in this run. Well, that's why I went out and got hammered for three days. Yeah, just to prove the point. Just to, just to give a lesson to the dear listener. Cheers, mate. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. You don't know they're laughing at our headbands. I feel, I feel terrible. I feel very red. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Gary's sped up to get away from him. I'm so embarrassed. I can feel myself blushing. I've immediately transgressed 
to primary school. You're on the ghost train again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that's a good throwback. <laughs> oh man, this hurts. <laughs> I did speed up then, didn't I? You did, yeah. That was my fight or flight mode, just kicking well and truly into, oh, man. into flight from a group of 10 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> we they were vaping. <laughs> I mean, just for the record, Dean, I think you look absolutely fantastic. Oh, likewise, sir. In your headband. Nearly fell over a greyhound then. <laughs> what a dog's on this route. Yeah. Well, it's a nice little yeah. dog walking route, isn't it? Thank you. I'm pretty sure. She thought we were looking fantastic there. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna build. That's why she dialed two nines. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking she needed that third. <laughs> the fashion police. <laughs> we just ran past uh, three hooded youths, so Gary sped up again. <laughs> <laughs> Was it obvious? Yep. God. Nah, I want my arse here. Yeah? <laughs> I know, but... Chasing your tail. Okay. There's no one here now, so I can <laughs> be comfortable again. You really care what people think about you like that? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's stupid, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. I think it's very human, but... I don't know. I get paranoid. You're such a happy-go-lucky, fun... Uh, you take the piss out of everyone, and everyone takes the piss out of you. It surprises me. I know you're a worryhead, as am I. But that doesn't extend to... Three views on bicycles. I don't give a fuck. I think just because I'm, because I'm running and I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I, just, I don't know. Is it because you and me and I look like I'm close to death? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> if I was, I think this is weird. But if I was walking through here in jeans and t-shirts, if I was just walking to the shop or whatever, yeah. and I had my headband on. I probably wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I think purely just because I'm running, I feel like there's a... I don't know, that's weird that, isn't it? I don't yeah. know why that is, why I feel like that. Interesting. Because I've said it before, because I like go, run, going out in my event t-shirts. Yeah. Like in my Mara t-shirts or whatever, just... Yeah, I'm in Manchester 10K today. Yeah. You're in London 10K. It's like... You know when you watch old-fashioned films or whatever? Yeah. And you always hear the granny tell the, the girl to always wear matching underwear, <laughs> just in case anything happens. <laughs> yeah. to get run over or whatever. Uh, that's mine. In case anything happens, I like to be in an event t-shirt, just so they know that I'm not a chancer. Oh, man, I am fucked. Edit point, I'm going to spit. I'm going to take 10 seconds to walk it out. Okay. Ooh. Eight miles. Dear listener. So we're back running again, we've had another stretch. Yep. Another lease of life. Then we're gonna try and get home. We're gonna go right here. Now this is a big, it's short, but it's a big fuck off hill. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna feel this tomorrow. It's, yeah. How much shorter is it? Because we're not far off nine miles now. Yes, well, literally a mile. And I mean, it's 
about half a mile. I don't know. <laughs> Ma. I, I genuinely don't know distances, man. I, I, I set out running and... Stop and get home. Yeah, but that's the way I go, but I know there is a quicker way. I'm hungry as well, me, you know. I am as well. I've had that much today. A little bit of yoghurt. A couple of cups of coffee whilst I did some work. And that was it. Can you see it? Look at that little bastard. Oh, that's not bad. I know it's short, but it's so steep though, mate. <laughs> I have to hunker down, I think. Go on, let me, let me watch you. I'm going to get low. Go Ready? On. Yeah, go. <laughs> Travel later. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's Ooh. a killer, that, isn't it? It's a burner. Do you know what it reminds me of? A Bunsen the, burner. You know the Travelator? Mate, I said the word Travelator as I ran Did you? Yeah. Did you actually? Yeah. No way. Great minds. Yeah, it reminds me of the Gladiator Travelator, where it's like, almost like it's coming back down the opposite yeah. way. That is weird. Travelator. Yeah, we should say that, obviously this is the low-tech version of Behind the Medal. So I can't hear what you're saying when you're not next to the next Yeah, yeah. We can't hear each other through the headphones or whatever. Which is why when Gary's been increasing his pace due to feeling self-conscious, I've had to increase my pace to stick around with him so that we can carry on chatting. Look at that there, double quarter pound of <gasps> cheese. Do you know what, right? I fucking hate <laughs> uh, posters and bus stations advertising fast food. I think it's so tight. It's not fair. I'm starving. I'm starving now. I've had to do that many times before as well, dive into a shop for like a Snickers or whatever. Yeah, yeah we've done that before on runs. Nice. It's a much quicker way home for you. Yeah. We're still going to be at least nine miles though. Yes, like I say, it's. It's, we're not going to have that attitude of going, oh, what a 10, we didn't get a 10. Ah. We're going to go, we've just ran nine miles, which is a long fucking way. And it's 50% more than we'd run up to this point. And it's 100% more than the man who's not run nine miles today. Oh, there you go. And that is my, think about 50% more, half again. Pass over. See what we'd run up to this point. Yeah. Good going. It's always good to give yourself a pat on the back, dear listener. It is, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. So if you have to walk, oh. And this goes for an event as well, because we've both done that. Oh yeah. If you have to walk, or stop, and have a word with yourself, or- Stretch out, yeah, do all the stuff. It's not by any means, is it a bad thing, is it? It's, no. you need to, I think, this is what I've taken from this record yeah. today, is to not be so, down on myself, not to be so pessimistic about things yeah. if I need to stop or walk or whatever. Empower the process and empower the progress. Yeah. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Say it wisdom. That was very good, that. Empower the process and empower the progress. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. That's very, very good. We got sent a bit of ginger wisdom in from my little sister. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah, I did. I liked that one. Let's what do you think of this, quick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> ginger wisdom, don't be a dick. 
we cross over a bridge um, that has a steam train. A steam oh, yeah, I've seen it going under. And, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And um, even when you're driving over it or running over it, and if you time it with a steam train, you get obviously this massive cloud of steam. It's quite fun. But it's also something pretty about a steam train, isn't it? It's yeah. Quite impressive. Quite romantic. Don't don't get off from a otherworldly. Right, no, <laughs> no promises. <laughs> Big Steve, have you seen his reg? Yeah. Big Steve. It was B14 STE. Big Steve. I like that. I got nothing left here. You know what? The um no matter the distance, no matter how far the, how long the run is, the final push home is always the hardest bit. Yeah, you can smell home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just round the corner now from the gaff. Yes. Um, is this the uh, steam train? This is the steam train bridge, yeah. No, oh no, it's not. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, is that where, is that where it starts and stops? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, I didn't know that. Crossover. You can see all the uh, all the smoke damage on the bridge. Oh yeah, no shit. Um, just yeah. started to rain now. We've done all right. This is it. This is. I hope the um, the content has been all right. Yeah. <laughs> and not too incoherent and mumbling, fatigue. <laughs> but once we've gone across this road, I'm gonna shake your hand, Dean. There we go. Shake my hand. Nice one. Well done. Nice one. So what, what did it end up then? Uh, 9.7. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. It's not fucking far off, is it? Let's be fair. That's, Point three. Yeah, a tough, a tough 9.7. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, in the tank, in the bank. Yeah. In the legs. And like we said, we'd, we pitted those miles against ourselves today. We weren't... That wasn't dictated by an event. That was just us going, let's try and do 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed that. I always do, even even through the struggles there. It's good to know that you've got it in there somewhere. Yeah, it's definitely rattling about in there, and we can we can pick that pace up and uh, <laughs> try and do it without stopping in a yeah. week or so, a couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, again, I hope the sound quality wasn't too off-putting. But yeah. if you're listening while you're running anyway, it should be all right. Yeah. That was uh, the first uh, jog cast. I like that. I liked it. I'm hoping that we'll get more in. I'm hoping that we'll uh, get fitter along with you guys as we're doing it. And uh, you never know, we might even buy some proper gear. <laughs> yeah, I like the cotton balls though. We've got 50 of them to get through. Getting money's worth. But yeah, we'll speak to you next time on uh, Behind the Medal. Um, well, we'll probably do, should we do a proper podcast next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'll sign off. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Uh